Good morning. As we gather together for worship this morning, I invite you to take two or three deep breaths, just to center yourself in this place and in this space. Let us now prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God. Will you join me in the call to worship? Praise the God of all creation. Worship the one who calls us, offering an invitation to follow. Celebrate the presence of our loving God. Rejoice, for God is with us. Number 170, you walk along our shoreline. time of worship, wherever you are. Westminster is a community that's not bound by space. We are bound by the Holy Spirit. We're glad that we found each other this morning. Whether you've been coming for a long time or you're brand new, a special welcome to you if you're visiting, and an invitation to reach out. We'd love to get to know you, hear a bit of your story, answer any questions you have about this church. And finally, I encourage you to share this video along with 
any and all of our services on your own social media pages that others may be reminded of its presence and others still perhaps invited in for the first time. Now let us join together as one community in our community prayer. Let us pray. In this time of worship, O God, may our awareness of you grow. May we learn to pay more attention to you, who loves us at all times and in all places. Forgive us, patient and persistent God, for the times we turn our backs on following you, to focus instead on our own comforts. Forgive us when we look the other way, when people are in need. Wrap your arms around us, healing our wounds, binding us to you, urging us to follow. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. In Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. Let me say that again. The old has passed away and the new has come. Know that we have been forgiven and be at peace. Amen. We now move into a time of discovery, a time for our younger ones. I would love to be sitting on the steps with the children again. We're not there yet. So perhaps then just close your eyes wherever you are or look out the window. I'll tell you a bit of a story and invite you into some wondering with me. Once there was someone who said such amazing things and did such wonderful things that people just had to follow him. This one was named Jesus. And one time, Jesus came upon some people who were fishing. And Jesus said, come with me and I will teach you to fish for people. And they stopped what they were doing and they went with him. And again, at another time, he encouraged those to come and follow and follow they did. Now, I wonder what it was about him that made them follow. I wonder how they felt when they heard him speak or they encountered his presence. I wonder what they were unsure about or what they were wondering about when they went to be with him 
and left what was familiar behind. I wonder what you wonder about this story. Well, you'll have a chance to hear a little bit more about this story in the Sunday School lesson that's posted on our YouTube channel. I encourage you to seek it out and use it as a conversation piece for your family. Talk about it with your parents or your grandparents or your siblings or your friends. Pray about it. Journal about it. Be blessed by it. Go now in peace. Go now in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere, everywhere you may go. And now I am glad to reintroduce the practice we were undertaking in the fall hearing updates, seeing updates from families in the church since we can't be together indoors in person to share a video update from families in the church. This week, the Warga family. Hi, Hi Westminster. We hope you're all doing well. We miss you so much. We're all healthy and safe, uh, all in need of a haircut and tired of isolation. But besides that, uh, We've definitely been blessed to, to stay healthy during this time. We miss you. Miss you. Miss you. Bye. Bye. As we move into our time of sharing of joys and concerns, I do encourage you to share the prayers that are on your heart this morning on whatever platform you're viewing this on. If there is room for that, leave something in the comments section send us a note, or simply offer it aloud in the room you're in. All prayer, if it is earnest prayer, is welcome here. I'll lead us through a few prompts, and then we'll join together in the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, in this consequential time, we beg your presence, we turn over all of which we carry to you, both joy and sorrow, fear and hope, doubt and conviction. We pray now for your guidance. We pray for the gift of integrity obeyed. And we seek the gift of moral courage to do what needs to be done, regardless of reception. We pray for understanding, O oh God, for compassion for those we do not understand, for a creativity in learning to work and be together. We pray for the sick, the weak, the vulnerable. We pray for our own lives, O oh God, and the lives of those close to us, 
as well as our larger shared future. We pray your loving presence into all the realms in which we live and move. We pray that we would be surrounded, supported, guided by, and advocated for by the Holy Spirit. Now, having offered our own prayers, we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is a poem by Mary Louise Bringle, set to the traditional Polish carol tune. Show me. 
This is our first scripture reading, and it comes from Psalm 62. Please listen to what the Spirit is saying to us. For God alone, my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from God. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance in my heart. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in God at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for us. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Praise be to God. Our second scripture passage this morning is about Jesus walking along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Before I read it, I want to show you more of my stole. I realize you can only see the top half of me. And I wore this stole especially for the scripture passage today. I'm going to see if I can show you on the camera how it moves from the blue sky to what I think is the blue water down to the green of the earth. I actually got this stole as a Christmas present this year and I just love how it shows all those elements. So I wore my water stole today in honor of the Sea of Galilee and the fishermen who play a role in our scripture reading today, an important role. So let's listen now to these words from Mark 1, verses 16 to 20. Consider how the Spirit may be speaking to you through this text. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Now, after a scripture like that, I feel like I should share a fishing story with you. If only my dad were here. He loves to fish. He has hundreds of fishing stories. Since I don't have a story to tell you, I'll show you a picture of my dad with one of his prized catches. I think one of the greatest disappointments for my dad is that my sister and I never developed a love of fishing. So since I do not have a fishing story to tell you, instead I'll share with you what's perhaps a fishing parable. So there was once 
a fishing village on a shore of a great lake stocked full of beautiful fish. The fishermen of the village diligently debated and discussed what fishing is, how best to do it, what equipment to use. They invested millions in boats and gear and a fishing headquarters, and they hired a staff. They even sent emissaries around the world to seek out information and knowledge from other fishermen. Now one day, a young child stood up in one of their frequent fishing meetings and asked, you all claim to be great fishermen. How come you've never caught a fish? Indeed, no one in the village had actually ever caught a fish. They had never even been fishing. Now I wonder, if this is what our lives of faith might look like from time to time. You know, we talk about being disciples of Jesus. We read and study about what it means to follow Jesus. We lift up others who we see are following Jesus. We worship for an hour on Sunday mornings, praising God and celebrating the importance of discipleship. And then, do we actually live as disciples? Do we actually follow Jesus in all that we are and in all that we do? Every moment of every day? Now perhaps some of you do. Well done. Carry on. You are a shining example to the rest of us. But for the rest of us, and I include myself in that group, there is still much work to be done to transform our lives into lives of discipleship. Now, there is good reason why many of us hesitate to leap headfirst into a life of discipleship. Following Jesus is hard. He says so himself. He tells his disciples that they should expect hardship and even persecution. He is upfront about the fact that they will have to leave behind important pieces of their lives in order to follow him. You know, in this story from Mark's gospel, the people whom Jesus calls leave behind their family, their co-workers, and their livelihoods in order to follow Jesus. Now, following Jesus was not easy then, and it is not easy now. But even though those fishermen faced all of those challenges, had to give up so much, Mark tells us that Simon and Andrew immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. Immediately. Now, if it had been me, I could imagine my response being a little something like this. Wow, that's quite an offer, Jesus. Let me get back to you in a few days. 
You know, you're asking a lot of me. I should probably do a cost-benefit analysis. I definitely need to make up a list of pros and cons. I think this is something I should discuss with my family and friends. Uh, let's say we meet again same time next week and I'll let you know. The thing is, if we keep waiting for the exact right moment to follow Jesus, that moment may never come. You know, I can think of a whole list of excuses. You know, I need to make sure I'm financially secure enough before I start acting with the generosity to which Jesus calls me. You know, I need to make sure my own relationships are secure enough before I start advocating for the oppressed and the downtrodden whom Jesus calls me to care for. You know, I, I need to make sure I'm knowledgeable enough to really understand the unjust systems of the world before I begin the work of dismantling those systems that Jesus calls me to challenge. The list goes on. Did I mention that the work of following Jesus is hard? But the thing is, we don't have to do everything all at once. We don't have to know everything right at this moment. The disciples certainly did not. You know, they immediately followed Jesus, and then they realized they had a lot to learn. You know, the Gospels are full of stories about the disciples not understanding Jesus, frustrating Jesus, even deserting Jesus at the end of his life. They weren't perfect disciples right away, or ever, for that matter. But they gave it their all, immediately committing to Jesus to follow him. I once heard a pastor explain that becoming a faithful Christian disciple takes both a moment and a lifetime. It only takes a moment to decide to follow Jesus and a lifetime to learn how best to do that. So might this be your moment? Might you decide immediately to follow Jesus? And what would that look like for you today? Pastor and author David Lostz suggests this. We follow Jesus by treating others with the same regard, love, and patience that he did including all manner of people, but especially those overlooked by society. This, says Los, is at the heart of what it means to be a Christian, to try to live and treat others as Jesus did, embracing the values of inclusiveness, love, forgiveness, and healing that Jesus radiated in word and deed. You know, look ahead to the coming week. Anticipate those times and places and occasions where we might follow Jesus by treating others as we see Jesus treating people. Now that sounds like something we can do 
immediately. Our Wednesday class has been doing a series on hymns. And just this past week, they looked at a hymn called The Summons by John Bell. It was a very interesting discussion as eventually people started sharing their own call stories. Called to be a preschool teacher, called to be a parent, called to be a church planter in an unexpected geographical area. And they also shared a wide variety of experiences with those calls, from pure joy, to extreme challenge and heartache, to unexpected outcomes. Now that's the thing about call, is we are all called differently and we will all experience the call differently. However, we all can respond to the call immediately. Will you come and follow me if I but call your name? Will you go where you don't know and never be the same? Will you let my love be shown? Will you let my name be known? Will you let my life be grown in you and you in me? That's the first verse of the song. When God reminds us that answering God's call is not easy. Now we will go where we don't know. We will never be the same. And we know that change is hard. But God also reminds us that we will not be alone. God will grow in us just as we will grow in God. Will you let the blinded see if I but call your name? Will you set the prisoners free and never be the same? Will you kiss the leper clean and do such as this unseen and admit to what I mean in you and you in me? Now this verse reminds us about some of what God calls us to do. Yes, following God is about treating others with kindness and compassion, just as Jesus did. Following Jesus is also about taking the bold actions necessary. It's about making the unpopular choices when those are the just and the right choices. It's about kissing the leper clean and setting the prisoners free. Not for our glory, but for God's glory. And the last verse of the song imagines our response to God's call. 
Lord, your summons echoes true when you but call my name. Let me turn and follow you and never be the same. In your company I'll go where your love and footsteps show. Thus I'll move and live and grow in you and you in me. May that be our response always, immediately. Amen. might have noticed that we slipped an extra slide in there on you, uh, and we did last week as well. We recognize that our monetary offerings are very much a part of our worship, of our reverence to God. Uh, and we've heard from some of you the feedback you've given us. So we're, we think we've found a way to honor that in this online worship service. So there are three ways that you can give as seen on the screen if you're listening to us right now. On our podcast, you can mail your check to Westminster Presbyterian Church, 240 Tiburon Boulevard. You can go to wpctiburon.org slash give. You can set up regular giving there. You can, of course, text to give as well. Uh, at the end of this month, we have our annual meeting, which is a great opportunity to kind of come together as a church family and <laughs> figure out what just happened in 2020 to Westminster. And what are we looking forward to in 2021? I mean, we had a pandemic and we finished a new building at the same time. So we have a lot to reflect on and look forward to. We are electing new leaders of the church at that time. We are approving our budget. Uh, and among those leaders, we could really use your help with a couple of positions. Our deacons, who are really the people who respond to the most immediate needs in our community, uh, we need someone to fill a one-year role and a three-year role. And another three-year role sounds like a huge commitment, but I would encourage you that after about a year, you really then have started to figure out how this works and you have a routine. And if you're willing to take that on, you would be even more of a blessing to, uh, to those in this community. And maybe you're thinking, gosh, I, I don't know if I can, but I know someone that would be great at this especially if that person has never been asked, we would love to ask them. We would love to invite them into this uh, act of service as being a deacon. 
So please reach out to the staff. Let us know uh, if you're interested or if you know someone who may be interested, and we will follow up. And for on a personal level, our Spiritual Life Commission has a workshop coming up called the Visioning Board. Well, there is this practice called the Examine. And we're going to take the Examine, the practice of Examine, and help understand the sort of spiritual energies that are draining us and giving us life. And taking that bit of abstract under wisdom and applying it to the day-to-day -day affairs of our life and our goals for 2021. So it's a, I love the idea of this, that we're taking these uh, sort of, as I said, complex and abstract of two spiritual practices and applying them to our day-to-day uh, -day life. This is what we do. So it's a wonderful gift that the Spiritual Life Commission is offering to us. Hope you take advantage of it. It is on the 30th, I believe, of January and in February as well. And if you want to know more about that or any of the other things going on at, uh, in the life of Westminster, whether it be the uh, upcoming in-person or online Ash Wednesday services, young families uh, or young children worship services involving shaved ice, any of those things, go to wpctibron.org, uh, stay connected through our social media, or just call or text. We love, or email us. We love chatting with you and connecting with you. So may we now connect in song at our closing hymn. Number 721. Lord, you have come to the lake shore. Oh, 
receive the benediction. As you go from this place, wherever this place may be, know that the love of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with you now and always. Amen.